0: Welcome to the Joey and Amanda podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. What a treat that was. Wow.
1: That was so great. I am going to call it now that that is going to be probably one of our top three most listened. Yes. Episodes. Yes. It is perfection. Mm -hmm. It has everything in it. And not only is it a great episode, but it helps people. I mean, everybody has is stressed once in a while or you know right so this especially during
0: this time right now
1: yeah so this episode joey will go into it a little bit more but i'm so excited that grace who is a hypnotherapist she's also a really good friend of joey and i um she's actually the founder of grace space hypnosis and that is now the world's number one provider of hypnosis education products and services Mm -hmm. so number one in the world. So we got the best on here talking about hypnosis. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited about this episode. I'm especially excited that she hypnotizes us live during this episode. And you can also enjoy the benefits of being hypnotized um, when you listen to this to help you reduce some stress.
0: Exactly. We also talked about, you know, her journey to becoming a hypnotherapist. She has an incredible story of how she got here. Yeah. And we talk about what hypnotherapy is and what truly is hypnosis, the science behind it, what's mm-hmm. going on in our brains during it and w- and why somebody would want to do it. Yeah. Grace also tells us about some unbelievable experiences she's had in sessions, uh, life-changing for her and the other person in the session. And then, like Amanda said, we all get hypnotized. It is so relaxing and calming. Oh my and gosh. Nice. And Grace's voice is just so soothing we almost fell
1: asleep it was, I almost it fell was asleep. really
0: really really great and um and then we and then we answer questions that were submitted by all of you
1: mm-hmm. thank you so much for sending those they're so great
0: <laughs> it was a full episode yeah. it had everything in it
1: yeah and the great thing about it too is that when i went back like at, towards the end when i was asking her the questions from all of you mm-hmm. she answered mostly every single question that people asked and then we asked the other ones that she didn't answer. So, uh, this is amazing. I'm so excited. Um, I, we just talked to her today and I'm going to listen to this again. (laughs) I was going
0: to say the same thing. I cannot wait to go back and listen to that group therapy session because that was fantastic. So much fun. Grace is amazing. So sit back and relax and enjoy our conversation with our friend and hypnotherapist, Grace Smith. Grace, how's your little cute man? Oh my God, he's just a wild thing. He's so cute,
2: he's so sweet. Um, He's like Tarzan, he just screams all day long and (laughs) jumps on things and throws mud. And he's the
1: best, he's incredible. (laughs) That's really
3: cute. Uh,
0: Should we dive into some hypnotherapy? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's so fun. So I wanted to start with this, you know, I can imagine that so many hypnotherapists, you know, they don't worry about the non-believers. Is that, a, is that the right term?
2: Oh yeah. That's that a, weird great, term? a lot of people view it that way. It's not actually that way. It doesn't require belief or faith, but a mm-hmm. lot of people because of the movies think yeah. of it that way. So it's good mm-hmm. to talk about it that way.
0: Okay, cool. So, you know, a lot of them, I feel like sort of turn a blind eye to people like that and just focus on the people that do. Uh, I feel like you're on the front line of making it mainstream.
2: Yeah, that's definitely our goal. So when I first started to see the power of hypnotherapy and how much it could help people, my initial reaction wasn't, "Oh, I should leave my really fancy corporate career that I've been working my tail off day in and day out mm. for years to climb up that ladder and just so be a hypnotherapist." No, my my the whole reason why I decided to devote my life to this was because I saw that people were suffering needlessly
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that upset me so much that I couldn't live with myself if I didn't do something about it and teach everybody that this is not swinging watches. This is not clucking chickens. This is, a very natural, normal process we all go in and out of all day long. It's just doing it with intentionality mm-hmm. so that we can stop suffering. So you're absolutely right. So our, our mission is absolutely to make it mainstream.
0: And the other reason I bring it up is because you were a non-believer as well. And I think that's a good place to to start with your journey, uh, how you got to where you are today. You know, I feel like you were somebody who was trying to make your life better and it led to your first uh, hypnotherapy experience and I feel like that's a cool place to start with your journey
2: absolutely yes yeah, so I'll give you the, the clip notes version and basically what happened was I graduated from college in 2008 so went into the job market at the last time that we were having a big financial recession right. <laughs> and it was definitely a difficult time to be a corporate fundraiser, which is what I was. So I was doing campaigns where we would you know, raise $300 million for a new hospital wing and, and things like that. So the causes were valiant, but you're still really a glorified salesperson. You've got your hand out, you're asking for money, and people are losing their jobs and their pensions and their retirement. It would be like doing that now. It would mm. be very, very difficult. So as a kid, right out of college, no healthy coping mechanisms, no capacity for that level of stress. And anxiety, because if you're not meeting your quotas, you're just thinking your job is on the chopping block and that if you get fired, you're never going to find another one. And how are you going to pay your bills? So the yeah. level of stress was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And as a you know young woman living in the Lower East Side in New York City, all my friends and I, we would work hard and party harder. Mm-hmm. And I was really lucky that that got out of control for me super young. So at 24 years old, I got sober. I can't believe it's going to be 10 years. (laughs) This year, that's wild. And uh, 10 years, or or rather six months into my sobriety, I was still chain-smoking cigarettes, living in New York. And I said, how is it that I could stop something that was basically my identity? Partying was kind of my identity, going out all night with my friends and dancing and whatever. That was who I was. If I could stop all that to choose a healthier life, but I can't stop smoking, that's very disempowering. What's going on here? Why aren't the patches working, cold turkey? And someone said, why don't you try hypnosis? And as you mentioned, Joey, I was very skeptical. I had my arms pressed over my chest, but I felt like I just went through such a massive transformation and I realized I don't have all the answers that let me give this a shot. What do I have to lose? So I went in thinking this guy was going to scam me out of my money, that it wasn't going to work, that my mind was too anxious, that I was too fast-moving to relax that much, and I quit smoking in one session.
0: Unreal. I know, it's So amazing. when I
2: came out of that, you know, I said, this is a human rights issue. Like, Why does anybody have lung cancer? Why does anybody have emphysema? If I went in here thinking that it was a scam and wouldn't work and came out a non-smoker, how many people are out there suffering – again, needlessly, who don't need to because they think this is clucking chickens and swinging watches when actually it's one of the most relaxing, interesting, and most importantly, effective tools that there are. So that got me started on my path. Did mm-hmm. I tell you how it how it kind of exploded from there?
0: Actually, 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 I think let's take a second and like get on the same page about hypnotherapy and hypnosis like yeah y- like for the, all
1: the people that don't know because yeah. i got so many questions in and people just have no idea because they were all they know is what they've seen on tv people don't really talk about it so if we're all on the same page to start off
0: mm-hmm. then i think it up yeah we were talking about it earlier and i said it's like that thing when you're in school and if you showed up late to a class or if you were sort of daydreaming during the beginning of a lesson And you sort of clocked in in the middle and like there's no you're not catching up at any point in that lesson. You're going to miss everything if you haven't like, you know, understood the, the basics and the foundation. So I feel like we should take a second and just talk about hypnotherapy and hypnosis from a foundation standpoint.
2: So smart. Totally agree with you guys. So, okay, here's what it's not. It's not mind control. (laughs) (laughs) Right. When when we used to go out into the world and I could give speeches, one of the things I would often say in my speeches is, if hypnosis were mind control, you know, women would send me their husbands with a checklist, Mm. and I'd be a billionaire, right? Mm. And everybody would laugh. And it goes both ways too, right? Mm. Husbands could send me their wives with a checklist. But basically, the point of that joke is. You're not getting somebody to take out the trash if they don't want to take out the trash or whatever it is. You're not going to get someone to quit eating sugar if they actually don't have any desire to stop eating sugar. And if you really think about the fact that if hypnosis were mind control, every single hypnotist on the planet would be a billionaire, Mm -hmm. and yet there isn't one, you start to realize how silly that assumption is. But it's not our fault that that's our assumption. Mm -hmm. That's what the movies tell us it is. That's what the television shows make it seem like. But that's all... Hollywood, really what that is, is an opportunity for a screenwriter to explain why a character who would never have behaved in a certain way before Mm -hmm. is now behaving in this new way. They just say it's hypnosis, but it isn't at Mm -hmm. all. So what it actually is, is a wonderfully, deeply relaxed state. Mm -hmm. Now, most people try to change their lives when they're totally stressed out, when they are in fight, flight, freeze, when there's cortisol pumping through their body, and they're so fed up with something that they just want to make a change. Mm -hmm. But when you're really, really stressed out, that is actually the state where you are the least open to change, where you are the least capable of creating a new habit, because your body's on lockdown. When you're in fight, flight, freeze, your body just wants to rely on its habits. That's why if you notice when you're stressed out, your bad habits get worse mm-hmm. because something that's habitual is not energetically expensive. So I'll give a quick example. When you first learn to drive a car, it's not normal. It's not natural. It requires all of your focus and all of your faculties to keep your hands on the wheel and look where you're going and merge and brake, and turn signal. And you're white knuckling it and you just want to pass the exam and you're so nervous. <laughs> and then, right? that's building a new habit. That's what that's like. It's energetically expensive. But three weeks later, you've got one hand on the steering wheel, you're singing along to your favorite song and you're like eating a snack and you're turning the corner with one hand on the wheel because now it's an automatic habit. So if you're trying to make a change, trying to create a new habit, when you're already stressed, you don't have the energy required to do that. But when you're in what's called the theta brainwave state, which is a wonderfully deeply relaxed state, mm-hmm. you are so relaxed that you actually have the energy required to create a new neurological link in the brain very, very quickly. So I'll give you two more quick examples. Okay. Or, or two more little bit, you know, explanation. Right now, we're in what's called the beta brainwave state. That's normal conversation, just chit-chatting back and forth. If we started to daydream, look out the window, got quiet, and and started to think about something a little bit more creatively, that's called the alpha brainwave state. That's daydreaming. That's when you get those light bulb moments in the shower. Then all the way at the bottom is the delta brainwave state. That is sleep. When we're sleeping, we're unconscious, right? Our conscious mind is offline, and we're dreaming. So the subconscious mind is alert, but we are unconscious, Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful place called the Theta Brain state, which is deeper than daydreaming, but more alert than sleep. And that's where meditation takes place. And that's where hypnosis takes place. And I call hypnosis meditation with a goal, because that's really what you're doing. But do you know when you're in Theta? Joey might get this.
0: When you're, what? Well, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> After I
2: say it, you're gonna go, oh yeah. When you watch a movie. Oh, when you if watch you... a
0: movie. <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna edit that part in. There you go. No, I'm just
3: kidding. So imagine you go to
2: the movie theaters, and you know you're in the movie theaters. You're consciously aware of that. You're consciously aware of the person eating popcorn two rows behind you, but then the lights dim, and you become enthralled in the story. You're right there as they fall in love. You're right there as they break up. You're right there as this thing happens. And you're not thinking about the emails that you have to respond to, right? You're in it. You're deeply relaxed, yet highly focused. Mm
3: -hmm. So you're
2: in the theta brainwave state. So this is not something that only a magician can force someone to do. You go in and out of theta all day long. Hypnotherapy is simply going there with intentionality. Mm -hmm. So you have the surplus energy required to create a new
1: habit. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes sense. Totally. So so if, if I'm getting it correctly, um, so when you are in that state, it's easier to reach your subconscious. And a lot of the times when we want to change something in our lives, we think that we can change it quickly, but in reality, it's so engraved in our subconscious because it could be a past trauma or something we don't even remember. So that's why it's important to do hypnotherapy so we can kind of Um, get our conscious and subconscious mind aligned to our goals. Does that make sense? Oh, I
2: got chills, Amanda. That was so perfect. (laughs) So let's say somebody goes, I want to lose weight. Their conscious mind says, I want to lose weight. And their subconscious mind remembers growing up in an Italian family where every Sunday they had these huge family dinners and grandma made the most amazing spaghetti and meatballs and they had to have four huge plates plus all the desserts There is a subconscious belief for that person, not for everybody, but this is a very common example, that food equals love. Mm. And so as an adult, they are not consciously aware of this, but every time they're feeling sad or lonely, like they miss their family, like they miss that love, all of a sudden they find themselves eating pasta, Mm -hmm. reaching for carbs, and they don't know why. So their conscious mind is saying, I want to lose weight, and their subconscious mind is sabotaging them. Because they're saying, no, I need to feel love. And so there's this total disconnect. And when there's a disconnect between what the conscious mind wants and what the subconscious mind wants, the subconscious mind will win every time. So just like you said, Amanda, this is the way to bring conscious desires with subconscious beliefs into alignment so you can actually get what you want.
0: Yeah, the relationship between the subconscious and conscious mind is so interesting to me Mm -hmm. and something I did not really know about before, you know, grace before we talked i went deep into research about (laughs) hypnotherapy i am like if you looked at my web browser you'd think oh this guy's training to be a hypnotherapist (laughs) um but but what really stood out to me is the whole relationship with the subconscious and conscious mind and that you know your subconscious mind is 90 percent, somewhat of your brain function and it's essentially what makes you, you, right? It's all of your memories, all of the things you've said, everything you've seen, uh, your skills and so on, but it's hard to actually access that uh, unlike your conscious mind, is that, is that right? Absolutely, so your conscious mind is
2: what's talking when we're right now in that beta brainwave state, but all of your imagination, all of your intuition, all of your deeper knowing, all, every single one of your memories, every single one of your habits, every single one of your beliefs about yourself and your place in the world, that is all in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Freud used an image of an iceberg to depict this. And he said that the conscious mind is the 10% that we can see above the waterline. And just as you said, Joey, the subconscious is 90%. It's the huge mass underneath the water. That sunk to Titanic, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so much of who we are and why we do what we do day in and day out. And yet we've never been taught how to access it and upgrade it. So a lot of us, actually all of us really, <laughs> are living with these outdated limiting beliefs that could have been passed down from five generations of our family. Yeah. And we're not aware of it.
1: Yeah. That's why a lot of psychologists nowadays, I mean, they probably have been doing this for so many years, but when I had our listeners chime in before they knew you were coming on the podcast, I had a couple people say that their psychologist uses hypnotherapy um, together and it it has done wonders for them. So there's a lot of science that backs hypnotherapy up with psychology. That's the largest demographic
2: that's growing in my certification school. So we have a hypnotherapy certification school and we've got women. I say women because we have 250 something students and two of them are men. Mm -hmm. They're very brave, beautiful souls uh, to -hmm. join our school and they're great guys. But genuinely, it's pretty much all women in our school. And a lot of them came from corporate. A lot of them were already coaches. But the largest growing segment is of psychotherapists and nurses who said, you know, I love the work that I do, but my patients or my clients are not having the outcomes I know they could have if I could help them overcome their fears and their phobias at a level of the subconscious. So they're all coming to get hypnotherapy certifications now. And, you know, there was a study that found that 600 sessions of psychotherapy results in an average of 33% improvement, whereas an average of six sessions of hypnotherapy results in an average of 93% improvement. Wow. And I mean, that's the difference between 10 years and six
3: weeks. Yeah. And that's
2: what to put psychotherapy down. It's wonderful. It's great, right? You get so many insights. You get to talk things through. But if you think about the state that you're in for the most part when you're in psychotherapy is you're worked up, right? You're mm-hmm. upset talking about what your parents did to you or what your ex did to you or how worried you are about work So you're in that beta stressed out survival mode state, which means you're incapable of changing versus in hypnosis when you're in theta, that's all that it's about is the change. So it's very cool to see these mental health disciplines starting to work together and support one another.
0: Can I just sum up, like, can I just say, you know, summing up hypnosis as a way to communicate with the subconscious and rework what needs to be, maybe corrected.
2: 100%. I love that definition. I think that's perfect.
0: So here's how I would relate to feeling like I need to go through a hypnotherapy session. Okay. So I'll tell you something that I'm petrified of. And it's gonna sound like I'm joking, but I'm dead serious about it. Spiders are a massive fear of mine. Okay. And my conscious mind understands it's such an irrational fear. Like I can sit here and tell you both right now, That there is no reason for me to be afraid of spiders. They're little. I can flick them away. They're not trying to harm me. They're not evil. They don't have bad intentions and so on. But at the same time, if I see one, my body flips inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's nothing anybody is going to say to me that's going to flip this for me. So I feel like hypnotherapy would be... The only process possible to tap into that subconscious, whatever it is in my subconscious that's holding on to that fear, and rework or rewrite that fear.
2: A hundred percent. I did this personally, so I had a horrible fear of cockroaches. Mm. I don't think anybody likes them, right? But I <laughs> really had an irrational. I didn't grow up around them, and in, in where I was in New Jersey, it was very rural, so there was other critters around, but. They weren't there, so I had I didn't have an exposure to them, and then I moved to Brazil with my husband, mm. and oh my god, <laughs> I was a wreck. And and in three hypnotherapy sessions, what happened is I can see them now, and now I live in Florida, so they're they're here too. Yeah, I can see one, and I, I don't want it as my pet, obviously, but I don't have any emotional disturbance anymore i just can either ignore it or i can like take an action Mm -hmm. but i it doesn't totally disrupt me and basically what happened that i found out i had no conscious memory of this in childhood my older brother had told me a story and it included some like evil cockroach and then shortly thereafter i had seen men in black
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> do you remember that yeah there you go yep
0: and there we <laughs> and go I had
2: no conscious recollection of any of this but the compounding of what my brother told me and that movie created this irrational fear in my subconscious so what what you're experiencing joey is exactly what's perfect for hypnotherapy most of our fears to be quite honest if we're if we're experiencing them to the fact that it's having a negative impact on our lives are irrational to an extent even fear of flying There's some, you can kind of understand it, but there's also parts of it that are irrational because it's statistically safer than driving. Right, right. We always got to get into that irrational part, have a conversation with it, and show it why its fear is harming us more than the thing itself. Like your fear of spiders has probably done more for your your body in terms of releasing stress chemicals that aren't good for you than any spider has ever done to anybody, you know? Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, but I think you're right. All, there's
2: no talking someone out of it. You got to get into the subconscious.
0: The there's no book. Yeah. There's no documentary. There's no class. <laughs> there's nothing. <but laughs> that's the only thing. Okay, I think we're all caught up. We're all on the same page now. Can we pick up from where we were?
1: Grace was going to say how she got journey? into
0: exactly hypnotherapy. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So I used to quit smoking, immediately said, this seems like a human rights issue to me. Why does anybody have lung cancer or emphysema? And also what the heck is this? Why is this so powerful? And why did I think it was gonna be something that it wasn't? Mm -hmm. So I said, before I get too excited about this, let me test it on something else. And I had a debilitating fear of public speaking. Which will be so funny because Amanda and I met speaking on a panel together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's where we first became friends. We were like on these you know stools next to each other on stage, yeah. and so obviously I overcame that. That took me ten sessions, but by the end of those ten sessions, I was also the lead singer in an all-girl rock band, and we like toured so around awesome.
0: Brooklyn. And, that yeah, it was is, so much fun. That's yes.
1: unreal. And she's, and you're so good at it. So not only did you have a of fear and it's not like okay now you can do it i mean now you're really good at it like mm-hmm. captivating i i mean i remember the first oh. time i met you i was just like who is this woman i need to talk to her and then as soon as i had the first conversation i was just like oh my gosh we're going to be friends she's amazing
3: <laughs> i knew
2: we we're going to be friends too the minute i met you yeah. <laughs> but that's very kind of you to say thank you and and that's what's interesting is i never would have had any of these experiences. At all, because my fear would have stopped me. But as you've mentioned, Amanda, it's not because I couldn't do it. Right? It was just because my fear was getting in the way of me pursuing something that I actually could innately do.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: what a travesty that is, and how many people aren't living their best lives, and pursuing their deepest pursuits and and letting their talents shine, whether it's in sports or art or whatever it is, because of their fears. So Once I overcame the fear of public speaking, I went, okay, how can the (laughs) same thing (laughs) help someone with smoking and public speaking or singing with a band? Like, this doesn't make any sense. How could this be the same thing? So I was so confused and had so many questions and was so excited that I got a certification, but was keeping my day job in corporate America. And I started helping people on the side, my co-workers, and then they would send me their friends and family, and they'd send me their friends and family. So I started to have this really busy side practice. And everyone I worked with, all of a sudden, they have been binge eating their whole life. Now they weren't. They were mm-hmm. biting their nails since they were six. Now they weren't. They were fighting with their spouse. Now they aren't. And every time someone had one of these breakthroughs, I just got more and more passionate that, oh my God, why are people suffering needlessly? This can't continue. And then Finally, what really did it for me was I got a call one day to help a man named Alex. Mm -hmm. And Alex was a United Nations peacekeeping officer in Syria, one of the most dangerous places in the world Mm -hmm. right now. And one day, Alex's United Nations convoy was crossing the city of Damascus and was stopped at an unchartered blockade. And when he looked out his window, there was a rebel with a bazooka pointed straight at him. Oh, my gosh. So in that moment, he blacked out. He woke up 10 days later at a hospital in Lebanon to find that he had not lost his life in that moment as he thought he was going to, but he had lost his life as he'd known it. So he had a stroke Mm. in that moment, a stress-induced stroke, and he was now paralyzed on the left-hand side of his body. So this warrior, who was only 46 years old at the time, now could not move a muscle. And three months later, he was brought to the Rusk Institute in New York City, which is a world-class rehabilitation center. And at that point, he had, you know, debilitating depression as well. You could imagine someone at the peak of their military career not being able to move a muscle. Yeah. So I was called to say, you know, was called to ask, can you help Alex with his debilitating depression? And my honest answer was, I have no idea. I haven't worked with someone with this chronic of a mental health challenge yet, but similarly to how I felt with quitting smoking, you know, what do we have to lose? So there I went, still just part-time into the rescue Institute with the fluorescent lighting and surgeons with their white coats, I felt so intimidated. I got into the room and I saw Alex lying there in his hospital bed, and he could barely look me in the eyes. He was so broken, just so depleted. And I said, Alex, this is going to be unlike any therapy session you've had before. You're going to close your eyes. I'm going to help you relax into a meditative state, and we're going to see if we can help improve your mindset, help improve your mood. And I could tell that he too was not convinced this mm-hmm. was going to do anything, mm-hmm. but he went for it. So halfway through the session, I get this voice in my head that says, Grace, he's military, be militant. And I've already said I call hypnosis meditation with a goal. You'd never think you know, militant during a meditation. But yeah. I did. I said, okay, I got really forceful. And I said, Alex, I want you to imagine you're flying over a city at night in a helicopter. So I knew he had done about a thousand helicopter jumps in his military career. So you're flying over the city at night in a helicopter, and the city at night is a topographical map of your brain. You can see where the lights are on, you can see where the electricity is working, and you can see where there's a blackout, where the electricity is not working. Fly to the blackout, and you did. I said, when I count down from three to one and snap my fingers, there's gonna be an explosion where that blackout once was. Three, two, one. And now the electricity from that explosion travels down the left-hand side of your face, travels down through your left arm, travels through your left hand, and out your left finger. And I hadn't even finished the word, and he was moving his left finger. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So his eyes shoot open. And you were shocked, too, I'm sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) <laughs>
2: and the way we describe it now is it's like when you walk into a surprise party and the first thing you feel is utter terror and shock, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. everyone screams surprise <laughs> and then you're just flooded with this overwhelming joy and love. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. He he was shocked. His eyes flew open. I was shocked. And then we both just start bawling our eyes out. Oh. And he says, what do I do now? And I said, just keep moving your fingers.
4: <laughs> like, that's it. You win. <laughs> oh my God. So he
2: by the end of that day he could move his left whole hand his left wrist voluntarily his wife came in crying the nurses came in crying the doctors came in wanting to know what happened how is this possible and you know the very best part of that story of course is that I ended up marrying Alex's son (laughs) 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 so now Alex my father-in-law walks without a cane and He's in charge of nuclear security in Brazil, and he went on to have another son himself, which is Bernardo's younger brother. And
3: oh, my gosh. Unbelievable.
2: And I mean, that was the day, I mean, I just said I, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, now that I know. But you can that help so many people. Through, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. He was paralyzed. And then he wasn't. Like, there's no way. So that's the day I said, yep. Yeah, it's my mission now. I'm not going to stop until this is
0: mainstream. Unbelievable. That's
1: amazing. And your life is just magic. Like, I yeah. do not, I, I tell people, I mean, out of all the people I know, if I was to say, there's somebody that I know that's, like, her life is just, like, magic. and Connected and to the universe. Yeah, you're just so connected. You're so aware. You're, like, filled with love. And your family is, Bernardo, your relationship. I mean, uh, I'm so happy oh. for you. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Well that means so much coming from you because that's what I always say about you. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say the only other couple that really, truly, genuinely I know that reminds me of Bernardo and I is Amanda and Joey. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> it's yeah, just so beautiful.
2: But I, I think, you know, part of why that intuition came to me, because if you remember the goal of the session was not to cure his paralysis. I don't think anybody would have walked into a session with that type of a goal i certainly wouldn't have i mean that would have just seemed ridiculous but the goal was just to improve his mindset but halfway through the thought came to me and why it came to me was because i was in theta and that's when your creativity can reach you that's when your intuition can reach you that's when you're open to new ideas so I imagine
1: is it called the like flow state love,
2: too, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that, that was that, very you know, creative. With, Sorry Grace. Um that was I was while you told that story, I was I was thinking that is just so creative to think that he's flying over and he's looking mm-hmm. at his brain and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, that is I imagined it like a movie."
2: Yeah, that's how it feels and I think because you both are artists that you must naturally tap into the state All the time, Mm -hmm. you know, that when you get lost in drawing for hours and hours, and, and I mean, I've heard you explain it, like, how what a magical thing it is to get an idea, a picture in your mind, and then be able to create a world how unbelievably powerful that is you know and Joey getting into character is nothing other than getting rid of your own conscious mind <laughs> right and tapping yeah. in so with hypnosis and with self-hypnosis because you don't you can learn how to do it on your own too you can enter into that state on your own and, and I think because at that point when I worked with Alex I'd done it so much myself that I was just open and able to receive those intuitive hits. And that's one of the things my clients always say. They'll be like, you said the exact right thing. I don't know how you knew to do that, but you said the exact right thing at the exact right time. And they say that for every session now, and now I've probably done 7,000 sessions. So I can't even take credit for it because really that's what inspiration is, right? It kind of feels like something that comes from outside of yourself through you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Can you talk about another... Maybe session or another time that you experienced something close to that, or is just some magnificent experience in a session?
1: Or something that just comes to mind now. Yeah, what comes, mind right
0: now?
3: Mm-hmm. what
1: comes to mind right now? What comes to mind right now is a
0: session
3: they did two days ago. Ooh. So Ooh. we got some fresh this Yeah. This is a fresh scoop <laughs> right here. <laughs>
2: the rest.
3: Heard it first so, here.
2: Uh, <laughs> a woman had inexplicable body pain she was nauseous all the time and couldn't get out of bed and felt dizzy and foggy headed and she wasn't pregnant and she got blood work done and didn't have anything abnormal in her blood work so she was going to go see another functional medicine doctor which I'm all about I think that's great and we had our session right before she was going to go to that functional medicine doctor so I asked her, when did this begin? And she said, about six weeks ago. And I said, that's interesting. About six weeks ago is when the pandemic began to really hit the state. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, huh? I didn't think about that. <laughs> I said, yeah, okay. So let's see. Let's, let's dive into the subconscious and figure out what's happening. So the whole thing was that her company was almost entirely let go, except for her and one other colleague. And... She felt subconsciously, again, this is not conscious, subconsciously that she deserved essentially to suffer because these other people were suffering. They were getting fired. They were losing their jobs. They were going to be in a hard financial position. And she wasn't that if she felt nauseous, if she felt sick, then, then it wasn't unfair.
3: Mm.
2: and what we did is we had her talk to each and every one of those people on her team and let them know what she appreciates about them that she doesn't think that she's better than they are that she loves them she's sorry and she wishes them the best and she's going to do everything she can to make them proud and she did that person by person by person for all 10 people and then we had her to that nauseous part of the subconscious and say, listen, I can only make these people proud. Like if I'm the only one of two people who get to stay here and work, then it needs to be for a reason. I need to make them proud. And I can't do that if I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So the subconscious got on board and said, okay, we need to make them proud. She hasn't been nauseous yet.
1: Oh my gosh. Like not even 1%. Wow. She literally couldn't get out of bed for days. This, this reminds me of I forgot the term but sur- is it maybe survivals guilt or a lot of times if you're part of a family or something happens to some people and you were there but you ended up being okay I feel like I've heard that that has happened to other in different in different ways. Yeah yeah this is really common I can give it one other quick
2: example too there was a woman who had chronic pain an older woman. Mm -hmm. Chronic, chronic pain, no explanation. It wasn't fibromyalgia. It wasn't anything else. She had all the tests in the world. No one could understand what it was. So I asked her conscious mind, what are all the reasons why you don't want to be in pain anymore? She had a laundry list 10 pages long. She wants to garden. She wants to walk. She wants to cook. She wants to do all these things. And then I asked her conscious mind, what are all the reasons why you want the pain? And of course she became indignant. That's how could you even... Presume that I would want to have this pain, right? That's what the conscious mind would say. Mm. So we go into the subconscious and I said, same thing. Subconscious mind, what are all the reasons for why you want this pain? Cause you wouldn't have it if you didn't want it, if you didn't think there was a benefit. And the subconscious mind said, because I'm in pain, my kids and my grandkids visit me every weekend. Wow. And if I wasn't
1: in pain,
4: they wouldn't come visit me.
1: Whoa. Wow. I just got chills and it, it reminded nice. me of somebody. Uh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody listening is going, Oh, I know that one person. I know. My friend's yeah, mother's. Know like
2: that that.
3: One oh. Yeah.
1: So, what we had to do
2: is get the subconscious to have a reward that is greater then seeing her kids and grandkids every weekend with, and there's like no greater reward than that to her. Gardening is not more important to her than that. So what we had to convince the subconscious mind of, which is true is that if you're not in chronic pain, statistically you live longer. So maybe they won't see you every weekend, but they're still going to come visit you and you'll get to be at their high school graduation. Mm. You'll get to be at their wedding. You know, maybe you'll get to hold their first child and that's good. And she went from living in a, at a 10, so from 0 to 10, 10 being the most excruciating blackout pain, she lived at about an average 8, 9. I mean, she was always in real pain. It wasn't made up. It was real pain. And after two or three sessions with hammering this new message home, her new average was a 2. Wow. And this was an older grandmother with normal aches and pains and arthritis and things. So to live at a 2 just changed everything. So that goes to show you the power and the ways that our subconscious creates these convoluted issues in our life, but actually thinks it's helping us.
1: Wow! Yeah, the brain is so powerful. We just have no idea if we could just control, if we can just use it to our um, for our benefit. Your life can change so much. I love what you do. Oh, this is so exciting. I love this episode. I can just talk to you for so many hours.
0: Well, here's the moment we've all been waiting for. I think that, you know, there's a lot of people struggling right now in quarantines. And I feel like it would be really beneficial to do a little group hypnosis session right now.
1: Wow. Can we
0: do it? Mm -hmm.
2: We can do it. Yes. So I would love for everybody to get to. Me, how normal and natural this feels, and also anybody who feels like I'm I'm all for it, except for I can't meditate, that I won't be able to do this. I want to show you how even if you've struggled with meditation in the past, you'll be able to do hypnotherapy because you're guided into the theta state. You're not kind of left to your own devices to get there, and it'll help you with your meditation practice if you want to develop one. So I figure everybody's at home, you know. There's so much uncertainty in the world. There's Even if you're starting to get used to what this new normal is kind of like, the chronic stress that has been building over the past few weeks is still in our bodies unless we do something to release it. So let's just do a quick stress release group hypnosis and everybody can see what it feels like. So first and first, if you're driving, please don't participate. (laughs) You don't want to deeply relax while driving. So you could pause this part, you know, come back and rewind it later when you're in a safe place where you won't be disturbed. The other thing is um, you you know just so everybody is reminded everyone can be hypnotized because all you're doing is going into the theta state which you've been into a million times before so everyone can do this. It's a process of conditioning. so every time you do it it gets easier. You'll go deeper and it'll last longer. and there's no getting stuck, right? We've never gotten stuck in a movie. Mm-hmm. there's no um, what is it office space. there's, there's no getting <laughs> stuck in the theta state. You're gonna come back out into beta. So no worries there. And the, and the final thing I'll mention, just because we didn't get there, is if you're of a faith where the faith said, oh, hypnosis is evil or, or whatever else, just remember if that belief was there, it was because it thought that hypnosis was mind control, right? And it's not. So if the Bible said you can't allow anyone to control your mind, then don't worry about it because you're not. There's no faith required for this. There's no belief system required. It's just a scientifically proven fact that when you're deeply relaxed, you can create new connections in the brain way faster and feel better way faster so first things first zero is the most relaxed you can possibly be and 10 would be a full-blown panic attack so given that scale what are your starting numbers joey and amanda go
1: ahead i feel like i'm pretty excited so i'm i'm with you i'm around five
0: I'm gonna go, you know, because I've, you know, I'm over here. I'm working the, I'm working the sound levels. <laughs> I've got this thing in front of me. I'm working the computer and all this stuff. I'm gonna put myself at about a seven or eight.
1: Okay,
2: perfect.
0: Okay, okay I'm, I'm great. So we'll put up.
2: you at a seven and a half. <laughs> great. So everybody at home, in fact, what could be a really fun just experience is if you wanted to share your starting and ending numbers with amanda on instagram Mm,
3: that could be really cool too so
2: everyone can jot down your starting numbers and then you'll remember that so go ahead and close your eyes take a nice deep letting go breath Already beginning to relax both mind and body. Begin to imagine a color you love forming at the top of your head. And think that color to yourself. Now imagine that color falling into the top of your head. As you relax the top of your head, relax your forehead, smoothing out any creases as that color you love continues to flow down through your body. Relax the tiny muscles next
4: to your eyes. Relax your jaw, letting it hang loose
2: and flat. You could even place your tongue
4: on the roof of your mouth and create some separation from your top teeth and bottom teeth. Because as you create some space in your jaw, you send a message
2: to the rest of your body that it's safe for you to relax.
4: Relax your shoulders as so that that color you love continues to flow down through your body. Relax your arms all the way through to the fingertips.
2: Relax your torso, breathing easily, really releasing your
4: stomach. As that color you love flows all the way down through your body.
2: As you relax your legs all the way down to your toes. Now imagine that color you love flowing
4: out the bottoms of your feet down into the center of the earth. Imagining
2: one more wave of that color you love flowing in through the top of your head,
4: all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet, down into the center of the earth. This color relaxing you, this color releasing you, this color taking you all
2: the way down. You realize now your eyelids are
4: wonderfully, deeply relaxed. Your eyelids are so wonderfully, deeply relaxed. They just want to stay closed. No matter how hard you try to open them, they just want to stay closed. And then go ahead and think that color you love. As it flows into the top of your head, all the way through your body out the bottoms of your feet, relaxing you, releasing you, taking you all the way down. Not now, but in just a moment, I'll ask you to open your eyes and look straight up at the ceiling. And then when
2: I tell you to close your eyes, you'll send a wave of that color through your body
4: once more, and you'll relax. 10 times deeper, opening your eyes, looking straight up at the ceiling. And close, going 10 times deeper. Very good. Repeating in your mind after me. 10, I'm going deeper and deeper. 9. I'm going deeper and deeper. Eight, I'm going deeper and deeper. Seven, I'm going deeper and deeper. Six, I'm going deeper and deeper. Five, I'm going to be deeper. 4 deeper. Four, I'm going to be deeper. 3 deeper. Three, I'm going to be deeper. 2 deeper. Two, I'm going to be deeper. And deeper. One, I'm going deeper and deeper. And now if you love the beach, be there now. And if you prefer a garden or mountaintop, be there now. I'll use the description of a beach, but in your mind you can be wherever you feel most safe. Being on that beach now, hear the waves rolling into the shore take a number of nice deep inhalations and breathe in the fresh air that's mixed with the salty sea air feel that the sun on your skin is the perfect temperature Your finger into the sand and notice that the deeper down your finger goes, the cooler the sand becomes. And then just rub a few pieces of sand in between your thumb and point your finger. Perhaps there's something delicious or nutritious for you to taste there like a bite of mango or a sip of coconut water. And now find a place where you can sit or lie down on
2: the beach. Going even deeper, repeat in your mind
4: after me. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here.
2: Good, and just feel any remaining tension melting from your body down into the sand. As we do that twice more, repeating in
4: your mind after me, I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. I am safe, I am calm, I choose to be here, good, putting a gentle smile on your lips
2: and knowing you can return back to your safe place anytime you choose, and when you're ready opening your eyes and noticing your new number on the scale, remembering that Zero is the most relaxed you can possibly be. So Amanda, you started at a five. What number are you on now?
1: Wow. I'm like at a zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think
3: I'm still at the beach. <laughs>
0: yeah. And how about you, Joey? You started at a 7.5. 7.5. Ooh, I feel like even my voice is like, it went up. It's like higher.
1: I feel like I noticed, I can feel my heartbeat from within side of me. Yeah. I feel like, I was actually mm-hmm. a little worried our listeners could hear my heartbeat and every little noise, because I became so aware, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. so what's your number?
0: I'm going to go with, I'm going to say two?
1: Nice. I'm awesome. going to go with a two. Wow, that was amazing. That's
4: a huge job.
2: Yeah. So, yes, you know, you forever... Oh, I'm I'm at like a negative ten. I go so deep so fast now. That
3: is great. <laughs> I, was
2: afraid I have to, to really pull negatives. myself out so I can start talking again.
0: <laughs> if I didn't have to, like, if I didn't have to clock back in and be like, okay, how how are the sound levels? I would have slept. I I, I, slept. Yeah, I probably would be at a negative. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, for some people listening, they're gonna have gone so deep so fast, and for others, you know, you might have gone from an eight to a six and that's awesome what that shows you is that you're able to relax very deeply and if you were to do this again just rewind it right now and do it again back to back you would go from at least a six to a four and anything above a five five or above is the red zone Mm that's stress zone that starts to impact our cognitive abilities our digestion it just wreaks havoc on our emotions anything below a five you're in the safe zone so Anybody, if you did this and you and you landed at a five or above, just stop what you're doing, go listen to it again, and land in the safe zone, because that can become your new normal. You can start to live from a state of of being in that safe zone, and that's when when life starts to get really good.
0: I can't wait to listen to it again myself. Once we're once we're done, and this is and this is this out. is such a gift. I cannot wait to have thank this you. to go back mm-hmm. to. Grace, thank you so oh, much for that. Totally. That was awesome.
2: It's my pleasure, my honor, and I think everyone can probably get a sense like, oh, if I attempt to change my life from that state where I'm so relaxed and open, you see why you have that surplus energy to make those changes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think, you know, I think it's important to bring up today and, you know, I can't imagine a time in our lifetime where mental strength and relaxation is is more uh, needed than than right now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think that leads us to the book you just wrote and and put out it's called close your eyes lose weight
1: congratulations yeah first of all
0: congratulations
1: thank you
0: I think a lot of people are finding themselves, you know, sitting around and their snacks and and their food is at, you know, right there, and it's yeah. screaming at them to eat them, yeah, or and even
1: how she just explained that it has to do with love. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you're not close to your family,
0: maybe you reach out for food instead. What was so amazing about this book is it's not a it's not a diet plan. It's not like a workout plan. Mm-hmm. It's deeper mm-hmm. than that. It dives into your subconscious.
2: that's exactly right. And what I love to tell people is to remember that, you know, if you could hate yourself into your perfect size, you would have done it already, right? Essentially, we have these negative programs in our mind running all day long, just being critical about ourselves for the most part. You know, ever since the age of about 12 years old, for some of us even younger, we're just thinking about how, you know, we're fat or ugly, or I wish I had this, or I wish my nose was different. If those negative thoughts, Actually, resulted in the body that we think we want, everybody would have a perfect body. So, Mm -hmm. hating yourself or being negative towards yourself in any way, shape, or form is never going to get you where you want to go, ever. Not when it comes to weight loss, not when it comes to body positivity, not when it comes to having self confidence. So, this book is here to help people who are emotionally eating, especially now. It's here to help people who have been, you know, binge eating all of their lives. It's here to help people who might just have one vice, like a particular type of food that they just don't seem to have a stop valve. So there's all different ways that we we come to food with relationships that aren't healthy for us, but the primary underlying educational piece of this book is self-love. Mm-hmm. Because if you love yourself on a subconscious level, then you make choices that support the fact that you love yourself. So you'll choose a nourishing food over one that could hurt you in the long term because that self-love is there. And that's why this is so radically different. You know, this isn't about shaming yourself into a different size at all ever. It's about saying, I love myself and I am worthy of love and respect today at this exact size. And I also know that I'm carrying emotional weight that I, it just doesn't feel good it's baggage I don't need and I'm ready to upgrade my habits and live from a healthier place so it's a 12-week program and it it covers every little area that you could ever need to upgrade when
1: it comes to your relationships to food and your emotions oh my gosh so is it available already because I want to gift it to a couple people
2: Yes, yeah, it's out. It's available on all of the major sites on Amazon and and everything. But you can also get it on our website, you can go to close your eyes, And we actually so the book itself is like self study, you can go through the 12 weeks on your own, and upgrade any of those limiting beliefs and things like that. Or if you want to do it in community, if you're feeling lonely, you're, you're isolated, you feel like you need support. Weight loss has always been proven to be more effective in community. That's why Weight Watchers was, you know, such a huge success. Mm -hmm. Then you can join our um, 90-day live program that uh, is just starting to get kicked off in the next two weeks. And so people will be coming in and continuing to join that. And and we'll all go through it together over the next 12 weeks, which is kind of hilarious because I'm pregnant. So everybody's (laughs) posting their before photos in the group already. And I was like, okay guys, I'm gonna be going in the opposite direction, (laughs) but it'll, it'll still be really fun. It's just nice to have that extra support and people all over the world who have the same goal to fall in love with themselves and to get healthier even at a time like this where there's so much you know uncertainty in the world
1: yeah and it's always a perfect time i mean even if you're pregnant it's especially important to be eating healthy, oh yeah um for Absolutely. your child yeah oh this is yeah. so great grace
0: you're unreal
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, i love you guys and you two have a book that came out together
1: yes it was so fun yes was amazing it's called the adventure of sleep you can look it up online theadventureofsleep.com it's great for parents it's actually it's geared towards parents so you can read to your children to help them fall asleep I mean I fell asleep the first time I read it and I'm not a child (laughs) so really anybody um but but it's 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 great for people that are trying to get their children to fall asleep. Sometimes it is hard and I can't wait to have it now. We'll have this with our new future baby. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was such a fun
2: collaboration. It was the easiest collaboration I've ever experienced, which is just (laughs) how things go with Amanda. It's amazing. It's just like, Oh yeah, that's the best illustration ever. It's perfect. (laughs) That's exactly what it needs to be next. You know? So the, the function of the book is that, Little kids, their subconscious minds, you know, have lots and lots of reasons for why they don't want to sleep. And the book is basically just over time going to help train their minds to associate sleeping with something that is positive. Especially as they get a little bit older, if they start to have nightmares or they're afraid of the dark or they feel like they're missing out or they're feeling lonely, there needs to be a positive association with sleep. So it's not so much that you read the book once and your kiddo's going to get knocked out. You know, it can happen. Actually, mm-hmm. Bernardo fell asleep the first time he read it too. And that's my husband. So it can happen. But I also, you know, want parents to know that really what's starts to happen is if you read this to your kids every night for a week or so, you're going to see this lovely positive shift in looking forward to the dream time aspect of sleep and, and really starting to, create that sleep ritual in a, in a way that's really positive and my son is two and a half years old and he's already singing the night night song that comes with the book mm-hmm. every night so there's a wide range of children that this will be really effective for we've gotten feedback from readers already from a little bit younger than my son all the way up to seven years old so we're we're just so excited to see the impact that this is going to make all over the world when Kiddos finally get to sleep when you need them to.
1: (laughs) So great. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have the link for that. We'll have the link for uh your other book that you have out.
0: Do you want to get to the questions uh submitted by the listeners?
1: Yes, I'd love to. So Nina22TT asks, does she take appointments? And how can we schedule one with her? Yes.
2: So because I'm the founder of Grace-based Hypnosis, and we're actually now the world's number one provider of all hypnosis education and products and services. So we've got yeah, you know, hundreds of thousands of people using our apps and our recordings and and all those things, I've got a lot on my plate just running the company. So I personally only work with about ten clients a year. I work for them for the with the whole year and many of them are fortune 500 ceos some of them are actors i've got a few government officials and uh, athletes and things like that so i would love to work with you if you want to commit to a whole year of upgrading every little single facet and corner of your subconscious mind but it is a hefty investment simply because I, i do only work with about 10 people a year myself but because my mission was to make hypnosis mainstream i knew very early on i myself could not do 8 billion sessions a week and 8 billion people on the planet need hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed to replicate myself very quickly. So that's why we created our hypnotherapy certification school. And the very best graduates of our school come and work for us and provide sessions at a very affordable rate. So the national average for a hypnotherapy session is $150. And our staff offers them for as low as $99, depending on the package that you get. So I know that can still be steep for some, especially now, but I just wanted to give the context that in the grand scheme of things, uh, we we do our very best to make it as affordable as possible. So you could work with someone on our team who I personally train, and you can find that information at gshypnosis.com. And we would love to have you. Again, remember, keep in mind six sessions for an average of 93% improvement. So when you know if you've got one thing you want to work on or two or three or four or five that'll help you determine how many sessions you can start off with. And all sessions are done over the phone. So we've got clients on every continent except for Antarctica.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to add to this that all the sessions are done over the phone and I think a lot of people wonder if it's easier to have a breakthrough through the phone or is it something you have to do in person, but you got it's lucky that you, it's. I know this because we've talked about this before. It's actually easier if it's over the phone because you're at home and you're more comfortable.
2: That's exactly right. So we were, we were really lucky that when stay-at-home orders came in, we had already only ever been providing phone sessions. That's the only thing we've ever offered. So that theta brainway state where you're deeply relaxed and, and feeling perfectly safe this is why hypnosis works. You have to be in beta for it to be hypnotherapy. And if you're rushing off the subway and there's crowds everywhere and you're late and you're getting to your session and you're all frazzled you could have this beautiful session and then the minute you leave the door you're back out in that chaos you're you're right back out of theta. i mean you're back into survival state in a second same thing if you're sitting in la traffic and you know wherever you are in the world there's stress getting somewhere whereas if you just show up for your phone session plug in your headphones you're in your jammies lying down in your bed I mean, you're going to feel so safe. And when the session's over, you can either go to sleep. That's one of the ways we help tons of people overcome insomnia super fast is we literally just see your session right before bed. Um, or you journal, you take a bubble bath, you play with your kids. It, it extends the state of state in either direction and makes it more effective.
1: Flowing with Ron asks, how many sessions does it take for it to work? And how long do the effects last? Right. So if you
2: use the six sessions for 93% improvement as a guide, that'll give you an idea, but it's not a hard and fast rule. So again, it took me one session to quit smoking. That's mm-hmm. more of an outlier experience, but it took me 10 to overcome my fear of public speaking. And to be really, really honest, I'm still working on things like not caring what other people think or, you know, there's, there's certain ingrained things that there's no real, a hundred percent overcoming it because it's just part of what it is to be a human being right if you get a mean review somewhere you can certainly program your subconscious mind to be more and more resilient and less and less attached to those types of things but if all of a sudden someone starts screaming at you at the street and starts saying horrible things to you i don't know why that would happen but it would be weird for you to smile at them and be like Oh, everything's great. Thank you, sir. So there's there's degrees. It depends on what you're working on. If you need to lose 100 pounds, you're not going to do that in six weeks, even if the hypnosis is incredibly effective. Just physiologically, it's not possible. So with all that in mind, just keep, keep that six sessions on average to see 93% improvement as your guidepost. And just commit to having the number of sessions you need in order to see the results. You desire because it could be one, two, three, it could be 10, 11, 12, but you're going to get there really quickly. And then the second part of the question how long do the results last? Again, it varies, but oftentimes the results last forever. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go back to having a fear of public speaking, I never went back to smoking. I, I have had clients who, like, you know, if they had a fear of flying. And then they did hypnosis and it worked, but then 9-11 happened, you know, God forbid. Mm -hmm. Of course, it would make sense that the subconscious would bring that fear back if they had had it previously, but because they used hypnosis to get rid of it the first time, they were able to get rid of it even faster the next time with hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not magic. It doesn't turn you into some robot (laughs) where you never feel things again. It's a process of conditioning, but...
1: It's, it's very rapid and very long-lasting. Mm. Uh, I have another question from M. Van Clavern. Can this help for depressive people? Yes, and this is an interesting question
2: because by far and large, someone who's experiencing depression will know that it's a, a marker of depression is lack of energy. So much tiredness that comes with depression and a lack of desire to do much else than get out of bed. And so for that reason, we actually don't see too many clients coming in who want to work primarily on overcoming depression because it takes a lot of energy to commit to self improvement work. So that's not to say that people with depression don't want to overcome it. Of course they do, but it actually requires so much energy just to make the change that a lot of times we don't see people coming in particularly for depression but it is phenomenally effective and one of the reasons why is because by being in the theta state and being so relaxed you're charging your body up to have more energy so that you can do more and just by visualizing outcomes positive outcomes in your life you start to rewire the framework of your brain to release more dopamine serotonin endorphins these things that are typically lacking when there's depression so it's a long way of saying yes it can help and also if someone in your life who you love has depression and you're like great they got to do hypnosis now I'm going to make them do hypnosis and they're resistant you know allow yourself to have some love and compassion and understand that really what they're going through requires energy to overcome it and they just might not have that energy so be patient and if they come to it on their own that's that's when they'll really see results
3: yeah
1: then we we have one more question well we actually we had a bunch of questions but um i just picked a couple and a lot of them were answered throughout um this one is by h joanna are some people unable to be hypnotized i've tried several times and has never worked Right. So because hypnosis is just going into that beta state, which is that deeply relaxed state
2: that you're in when you're watching a movie, or sometimes people will call it highway hypnosis when you're driving on the highway. And before you know it, like an hour went by and you're sitting in your driveway and where did the time go? Mm -hmm. Obviously you were conscious and alert, you were driving, but you were so deeply relaxed and focused on your thoughts that the mechanics of the drive itself kind of became peripheral you didn't even notice it so the answer is yes every single person in the world can be hypnotized so if someone is finding that they have attempted to do hypnosis and they didn't get the result there's a few things at play here first of all if you believe that you can't be hypnotized and you don't want that belief disrupted (laughs) if you're someone who really likes to think that you can't be hypnotized then then you're not going to go into the theta state because that person can't make you right. It's not mind control. Mm -hmm. So if you've decided I can't be hypnotized, then you're going to be right, but not because you can't go into the theta state. You've already done it a million times. It's only because you want to prove that no one can control you and you're right. No one can control you. Mm -hmm. The other thing is if you didn't have enough sessions. So some people will say, I was really relaxed in a session, but you know, I didn't lose weight. And I'll say, okay, how many sessions did you have? And they'll say two. So what that indicates to me is this person requires more conditioning and they didn't have the level of conditioning they needed to see any results yet. And then number three is you got to make sure you're going to somebody really good. Hypnotherapy as a field is not yet regulated in the way that other mental health disciplines are. It will be. It's becoming more and more regulated with every passing day. But currently, you know, there are people who can take a week-long course and call them a hypnotherapist.
3: Mm. So
2: you need to make sure you're going to someone who went to a reputable school, like, you know, my school is a grace based hypnotherapy school, and all of my students are, when they graduate, they receive certifications through the International Association of Counselors and Therapists. So you want to make sure there's a governing board that's doing the accrediting, that's doing the certification that they've been to a really great school and they actually know what they're doing.
1: Okay, great. Also, I wanted to add this just because um, if you're signed up to your newsletter, well, I mean, first off, if you like anything, you should be signed up to their newsletter because that's where you're going to get all of the great, you know, all the great updates and information. But I know that for your newsletter you have great updates and sometimes you help and give back to people that are signed up for your newsletter and have like some deals on on some of your packages because you do have shorter packages for things like nail biting or or things like that.
2: Yep, absolutely. And actually currently right now we're offering pro bono sessions for all frontline medical workers. So anybody who is working on the front lines with COVID-19 patients, They're under so much stress. It's just unbelievable. So doctors, nurses, anybody there, uh, we're just doing straight up pro bono sessions right now for those individuals. So we're, we're happy to help and make things work whenever and wherever we can.
1: That is so nice. That's amazing.
0: Grace, you are fantastic. Thank you. And we cannot thank you enough for coming on and talking with us. We miss you so much. I miss you guys, it and you're amazing.
2: You're mm-hmm. so great at this together, and it's such a great show. And I'm so
1: honored. I'm so honored you had me. Thank
0: you. Oh, uh, we have Thank we you. have so much fun doing this together. Mm-hmm. Please give Bernardo a big, big hug for me.
1: Yes, me too. I and Patrick, and little
0: Patrick. Hey, you yes. gotta tell little Patrick one day him and Uncle Joey are gonna have <laughs> the best play date ever.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, he misses you so much he's absolutely gonna take you up on that and he has a memory like an elephant so he better be
1: ready <laughs> i'm ready
0: i'm
3: ready yeah,
1: that's so great <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks again to grace that was
1: that was, that was the best yeah amazing I'm so relaxed
0: after that. And there is not a doubt in my mind, she's coming back on the show. Yeah. Hopefully next time in person. Yeah. Maybe her and Bernardo both. That'd be mm-hmm. so fun. Hear maybe, about their story.
1: Yeah, or maybe you're going to talk because now you're going to get... Actually, we didn't show the... We didn't record this part, yeah. but you're going to be doing a session with her.
0: I am, yeah. I'm going to do a session tomorrow or the next day with Grace.
1: So maybe we'll bring that up and see how it goes Yeah, and if it helps. Yeah.
0: I, it's crazy. I never thought that I was going to do hypnotherapy i never i don't know i, I, just, so I, funny. I just didn't think about it and, and just to know that i'm about to do a session it's, it's i don't yeah, know it's great. exciting. yeah I'm a little bit nervous
1: no i am
0: <laughs> um but yeah i'll definitely t- talk about it i'll definitely come on here and share my experience mm-hmm. uh so thanks again to grace for coming on thanks to all of you for being a part of our lives yes thank you
1: thank you everybody you guys are awesome i hope you enjoyed this episode please let us know if you enjoyed it and let us know your levels if you you know what number you started at, what number you ended up at oh yeah yeah, um so thank you so much you guys are amazing i hope you have an amazing week and we will see you again on monday for good news i will
0: see you on friday for a brand new joey's brain oh yeah yeah
1: yes yes yes
0: um all right love you guys so much have a great day
1: Hi everybody. Goodbye.
2: Selling a little or a lot?